Hello, this is the audio diary of the 14th day of the 12th month of year 2020. First of all, I wanted to talk about how I am surviving the pandemic and the lockdown. So I wanted to discuss a little bit about my daily rituals and the mechanisms I have to help me survive. So there's been, there have been quite a few changes in the policies around socializing and lockdowns in BC since about mid-November because of the rising COVID cases and, you know, I think people's general uh, awareness, not awareness, but people's vigilance has gone down with the news of um, vaccines becoming available with the holiday season and so, so on. So the restrictions have gotten a lot more severe in British Columbia. And that means no socializing for of anybody outside of your household, unless you live alone. So you may have a bubble of one or two people, which is, which applies to me because I live alone. I work alone. And so I do get to socialize occasionally with a very small group of people. Um, And I try to do most of it, obviously, in socially distant restaurants, cafes, or outside, outdoors. So that's the crux of what's happening. Um, One of the ways I'm coping, especially on top of the pandemic, the really, really uh, dark winters of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Vancouver's not that north compared to some other cities in Canada and in the world, uh, but it's north enough that you know, by right now, by 5 p.m., it's pitch dark. By 4 is when the sun sets. So it gets dark pretty fast. And so it really does feel like I have maybe six hours of real daylight. Um, And because I try to spend the mornings in productive work, that really leaves after lunch onward to kind of do anything outdoors, for example. So one of the ways that I help coping with all of this is to sleep early uh, because otherwise it just feels like many, many hours of darkness. And also I get to enjoy as much of the daylight as I can because I wake up before the sun has actually risen. So I get to see the sunrise and so that means I don't miss a single like minute of daylight. Uh, The second thing I've been doing to cope is paying a lot of attention to what I eat and how I eat. The kind of experience and the physical hands-on nature of cooking my own meals has been very, very helpful. So I have been very careful to eat a lot of, you know, homemade food, where a lot of it is made actually from scratch and um, putting in a variety of Sometimes fresh and sometimes, you know, canned or dry ingredients. Uh, But trying to get as much fresh uh, ingredients as possible and trying to get a variety of ingredients in there as well. Um, Which is also helped by the fact that I'm eating two meals a day. So I have, you know, it, it doesn't take me as much time per, you know, in some throughout the day. Uh... And because I only, you know, uh, prep, cook, and then clean for three meal, uh, for two meals instead of three. So I use the time that I've saved on the one extra meal by putting a bit more effort into the two meals I do eat. And I have been having a lot of success with my diet 
very thankful about that. So trying to cook more, paying a lot more attention to what I'm eating and trying to get a variety of diets has been helpful as well as the, again, like the experience of cooking itself is like a really good distraction when the nature of my work is, you know, desk-based and quite intellectual. The second thing, oh, the, sorry, the third thing that has helped, again, this is on the theme of sunlight, is I have put my desk right in front of the uh, window so I get as much sunlight just while I'm sitting at my desk as I can possibly get. I try to ventilate as often as I can and I always have the blinds up all day. Uh, so that has been very helpful. Um, fourth thing is that I'm trying to take a walk. I try to take a walk every single day. I try to walk for at least 10,000 steps or usually it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour to get 10,000 steps in. It is so easy for me to not leave the house um, because it's cold. Um, a lot of days have been gloomy and cloudy and there's often a lot of rain. Um, the, the ocean side and kind of the nice walks are honestly not that far. I can make an effort, but they are a bit further uh, from where from my house to, you know, a nice ocean side walk or promenade is further now than it was when I was living in my previous space. It was really close, but just even that distance that it requires to walk through kind of like this, you know, the dirty city center to get to a nice promenade and park area is a bit of a deterrence. And combine that with the fact that, you know, it's colder, darker, um, it might not be the best time in kind of my routine for me to get out and walk uh, because I have such a small window where I can take advantage of the daylight. I'm forced to go out basically whenever I can because whether or not that would interrupt my flow of thinking, um, interrupt my flow of work, whether or not I actually feel like going out or not, I, I sort of have to go out. Um, before the sun sets. <laughs> so I have been trying to take a walk every single um, week. The fifth thing, I, th I think five, I think I'm on number five. Please don't make fun of me if I have lost track of my numbering system. I do know how to count, I promise. Um, the fifth thing is I try to schedule some kind of, some kind of exciting event for the week. Um, that might look like I went on a snow shoeing trip last week. I am um, probably gonna go on another snowshoeing trip this week um, someday. I have already looked into a shuttle, the snowshoe rental, and kind of all of that. I am considering getting a pass. So there is a local mountain called Seymour, which has a, you know, downhill skiing resort and also kind of Nordic skiing and snowshoeing uh, uh, section with groomed trails. And they obviously do snowshoe rentals and thankfully they have a shuttle system so a shuttle round round trip um i need to get to the shuttle pickup point which is unfortunately not that close uh but still it's doable by public transit so i can get on public transit get on the shuttle um and do a round trip within that day for 15 dollars. so it's honestly not that bad of a shuttle ride if i were trying to book a car it would be several times that so $15 there back, not bad. And when I'm there, of course, I can rent the snowshoes that they rent out. Um, and then I can also get a trail pass. So I, my, um, the thing that I'm debating right now is that there, um, this mountain, uh, Seymour, 
has both uh, groomed trails, like a course that they've created that's marked and you know has interpretive signs and all of that and then they maintain and they have a couple of uh, hikes that are supposed to be good for snowshoeing um, that are normally just free summer hikes right things that you don't have to pay things that are not really maintained as such just part of the Seymour Provincial uh, Park and so there's two trails that are suitable for snowshoeing in the winter and I'm really not sure if I want to, uh, so, so, okay, let me just uh, take a few steps back. So that means that these trails are technically just open for anybody with their own snowshoes to go without a pass. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to get a season pass, which would include, for example, a snowshoe rental, and I can just go as many times as I want throughout the season, including a shuttle season pass, which again means I don't have to worry too much about um, all of these things. Uh, but, you know, there's only basically three types of trails I can do in that location. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out if it's basically worth it. And there is a part of me, yes, I am genuinely considering getting my own snowshoes. So I'm not sure if I should get the rental pass or should I should just get a trail pass um, plus a shuttle pass, you know, trying to weigh out the pros and cons here. But I will definitely make it to Seymour at least a couple of times this winter, uh, especially over the holidays, uh, because I just want, if only for the sheer fact that I want to be out in nature, I want to see mountains. Um, and I want something like exciting and interesting to look forward to for myself in what can be a pretty dreary, pretty depressing <laughs> um, holiday season. And of course, trying to get some real outdoor exercise, actual vigorous exercise, not just stretching or just like a light walk around the neighborhood. I wanna get some real exercise in. And now that a lot of fitness centers and gyms are closed, and I've never liked fitness centers ever, um, I much prefer outdoor activities. So I will definitely make it to see more and potentially Grouse Mountain, that's another local ski resort. Yes, Vancouver is blessed. Three ski resorts uh, right at our doorstep. Hashtag come to Vancouver, hashtag best city ever. <laughs> so I will definitely make it to see more at least two times to try out the different trails, both the groomed and the kind of general access trails. And I might make that this week. If not, I'll definitely go next week. So that's the, uh, I think number six thing that I'm doing is I'm planning uh, interesting outdoor excursions for myself, especially something that I can do with quite a lot of social distancing, you know, something that I can plan and do by myself on a whim. Um, doesn't really require a lot of social activities. I can get some real fresh air like real fresh mountain air uh, be out in nature and of course get some real exercise as well uh, number seven i believe is i've been booking a lot of different online zoom events so i basically found a lot of these events through eventbrite so i just went on eventbrite and there's the eventbrite has a really decent search function so i would search up you know like the dates that i have a lot of time and you know, just places to fill my time that's out, that's not going to be just so solitary like watching Netflix by myself or on YouTube by myself or reading a book by myself. Um, I can attend, uh, there's quite a few different versions of the Nutcracker ballet performances 
that are available for free or for just by donation offered by different you know performance crews all around the world i have one booked for christmas eve again it'll be a nice thing for me to like just like sit at home and watch nutcracker uh, potentially i might do it with a friend so that we're just like you know virtually hanging out uh, maybe we might each get a nice pie or some kind of dessert and maybe some wine or um hot chocolate and we're watching nutcracker together but virtually in our own houses so scheduling a lot of these events have also been helpful last saturday night i believe i attended this stand-up comedy event um held by a it's like it's like black comedian not a union but like a group of uh, black stand-up comedians from the san francisco bay area and they are just hosting these zoom calls where you can just tip the comedians and you can pay by donation so i attended it it was really really cool uh, especially because the people in the audience um a lot of them had their cameras on and you could hear people laughing and kind of responding on their microphones um different comedians were in the lineup and it felt like a truly social event and because it was live uh the host or kind of the mc for the event um you know interacted with people over over the zoom call uh, at least the people who had the video on as if this was a front row of a stand-up com comedy night in in person so it was a truly social experience i loved some not all the jokes but that's what always happens on a stand-up comedy night um and i think i want to attend a lot more of those uh so just, yeah attend a lot of virtual um artists right uh, support artists, musicians, comedians, uh, all these kinds of performance, support the per performance. And what's really cool, obviously, is the fact that we have now access to all these performers all around the world, uh, not just the ones in our local area. So I think I'll be booking, I think I have already booked uh, probably at least like three different stand-up comedy nights uh, through Eventbrite um, over several different days all throughout the holiday season. So those will be quite fun and I hope they'll be like the black um, comedians of San Francisco Bay that that event uh, in that it'll be interactive so I, I and it makes it feel like I attended a true social event so I'm looking forward to that and I think the big trick about all these zoom calls is that you can treat it like you're watching a YouTube video you know just paying half half paying attention you know, getting up in the middle, um, attend, you know, arriving late, leaving early. It's a Zoom call. It's not like you're there in person. So you can be pretty non-committal about it. But I think that attitude is exactly what makes it not special of an event. Makes it like a YouTube call, a YouTube video that you can watch on demand rather than a real-time event. And so to treat it like, you know, booking out that time in advance, building up a little bit of anticipation around it, um, having yourself set up comfortable with maybe a popcorn and some snacks. Um, I saw a bunch of couples who were attending this event and they were obviously in a sofa and like had the setup on a computer or uh, maybe even their smart TV and they were on a sofa and really watching as if, you know, they were, they had attended this um, stand-up comedy night together and they had made it a proper event and I think that's exactly what makes it so special because with all of these zoom and virtual events if you're not paying attention no matter how quality how quality how high quality the production is um you're not gonna enjoy it right one of the best things about going to a real cinema 
or going to an actual live performance is the immersive nature of it and the rituals associated with getting yourself ready, you know, booking out the time, um, deciding what to wear, you know, grabbing some food before and kind of planning and all these rituals is exactly what builds up the anticipation and makes a lot of these live events more special. It's not just the content. Uh, so I think I'm going to try and do that with a lot of my several of the event online events I've booked and I am looking forward to quite a lot of those. Again, trying to build a little bit of um, normalcy and um, interest and highlights in my day and in my week. That has been very helpful to break up the week. Uh, I think I'm on number eight. The biggest thing about number eight, uh, the biggest thing that has really helped me survive Corona and especially this really dark, dark winter lockdown is the spiritual journey that I've been on. So I've been praying a lot more. I've been getting a lot more active in the church and my relationship with God and especially my relationship with the Bible and trying to actually understand the complex Christian concepts has, it's, it's really at an all-time high probably. I don't know if it's an all-time high, but near all-time high. Um, probably the, one of the most second, second highs all throughout my life. So I've been reading the Bible which is, I am sort of ashamed to say, is not, is a very rare occurrence in my life, even though I've been raised in a Christian household. I called myself a Christian for a number of years, and for the years that I was really questioning and trying to figure out um, where I stood on my religious slash faith identity, I didn't actually go searching in this to figure out my answer, which is pretty ashamed of. Um, and in hindsight, that was a terrible idea because if you want to know if this is real, probably the best place to refer to is the holy scripture that the entire faith is based on, right? That's probably the number one place I should have gone, um, but I didn't. Anyway, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Here I am um, reading a lot more, praying a lot more. I still have a lot of reservations. I still have many questions um, about Christianity. You know, I am slowly examining myself, uh, the church, the institution. I'm still on the journey of trying to figure out what part all this is preconception, culture, ritual, tradition, all of that. And what part of this is actually some kind of universal slash universal and everlasting truth about a being that is much more powerful than any institutions of churches combined. Like what is habit? Or, and what is actually God's law, for example? What is tradition? And what is um, our real relationship with God? Uh, and, and who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is this? Um, is he the son of man and the son of God? Like, what does that mean? Like, I, 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 I know all these biblical facts, but um, in the sense that I've heard it many times, and I think I, to a degree, believe some of these facts, but I'm still learning and questioning and reaffirming and re you know re not rebuking not rebuking like refuting some of my old beliefs and i'm learning things anew every day and i really enjoy this process so just the spiritual kind of energy if not, like, the energy that this spiritual awakening or this journey that i've been on this discovery has really kept me going because yeah, spiritual health is a real thing and it affects, really affects um, how I am able to view my days 
especially when days look very similar to another. It gives me a different understanding of where my purpose is in life and like the bigger picture. Uh, it gives a purpose to each day, not just to your larger life, because each day I am answering like some of the life's toughest questions more and more. And so never mind anything else, that in itself is the big achievement and I feel accomplished with my day just by the fact that I was able to worship the fact that I was able to develop my relationship with God further, the fact that I was able to read and, and, and thankfully understand a bit more of the Bible and get closer to the truth. If, if not pursuit of real truth, then what is a meaningful pursuit in life, right? What else is more valuable than that in life? Um, that is, honestly, this spiritual journey has given me a degree of sanity in a pretty insane time in a place where I can feel really, really imprisoned, in a time I can feel very, very isolated, in a time that I can feel like is wasted. I am, in some ways, I feel like this is some of the most productive weeks of my life. The amount of learning I was able to do about these kinds of related topics. And so, yeah, there's a certain kind of clarity and joy and purpose surrounding this. I'm really thankful about that. I think, you know, taking the time to explore really, really deep topics and going super deep into the inner journey <laughs> has given me, again, a bit of health. Help me stay sane. Uh, help me feel like there is progress being made, even though the days might look exactly the same. It might look like I am, all I'm doing is getting older, I'm getting less fit apparently because I, I'm too stationary and too sedentary uh, with the lack of sunshine and with spending a lot of time indoors. I feel super cooped up and it feels like all I'm doing is getting older. But as part of getting older, I'm getting wiser and closer to God. There is nothing more worthwhile. So that is absolutely a major progress. And for good measure, I feel like I should probably do number 10. One thing I've been doing... Uh, the 10th thing that I've been doing to help myself survive COVID and the lockdown is I've scheduled a daily call with my friend who also said she would really benefit from just having somebody to like process your day with. This is something you probably do if you have, you know, housemates that you're really close to um, or uh, a couple or family members you live with. This is something very common, I think, in many households where you say, Oh, how was your day, honey? You know, that's a very common question, right? And across many cultures too that I've seen. Uh, you sit around a dinner table and you say like, oh, how was your day? Uh, so I'm basically doing the equivalent of that where we don't really have any specific topic. We're not trying to like, you know, say anything epic. We don't have an agenda. All we're doing is trying to process what happened to each other's day. So I listened to my friend, her talk about her day, and then she listens to me and talk talk about my day and what's great is obviously the socializing the verbal processing it also gives me closure to that particular day by having this conversation uh, it makes me feel like my work day is officially over uh, which is very helpful if you live and work and live work rest eat sleep all in the same room it really helps to have a, a ritual that closes your work day um and it, yeah, it just, it's just a way for me to feel like I had a real conversation with somebody. Not only that, it's not, it, it's, it, it naturally develops a very deep relationship. 
versus like, you know, once in a while phone calls because you're catching up with somebody every single day. You can understand the deep progress of their life. Uh, so that's also been very, very helpful. Um, and I think, you know, basically feeling like you're family, feeling like you have family who just is happy to listen to you rant and you're happy to listen to them rant. And it doesn't have to feel you have to be interesting <laughs> or you have to have something super exciting to say. And it doesn't have to be like you don't have a solution to their problems. Uh, you don't have to catch them up on what, what all the things that have happened to you. And you don't have to retell the story of your life in some kind of epic way because chances are your days are pretty boring. And I don't have to catch her up on all the things that have happened because she knows it happened yesterday. <laughs> so we have scheduled with each other a call at 6 p.m. or around 6 p.m. every single day uh, during the weekdays, not always the weekends. She and I each often have kind of our own separate schedules on the weekday weekends. But yeah. We've been doing this pretty regularly and it's been very helpful. I, especially for everyone who lives alone and especially for people who unfortunately don't have the benefit of, you know, someone who you, who you're comfortable developing like this family-like relationship with, or um, if you maybe have work, live or work with people, uh, or, or sorry, if you live with people or you have these relationships, but unfortunately their lifestyle, like they're the schedules in the day don't match up very well, then it's all right. I think it is really great to develop a ritual with a who can be that verbal processing conversation partner and for you to not feel like you have to like go out of your way to schedule it, but it's just a part of your ritual. That is the 10th thing that has helped me a lot. As turned out to be another long episode, I hope you stay well and stay sane. Take care. Talk to you again pretty soon.